Yo, everybody, Trey here from the Ednium Podcast, coming to you live and direct from the Urbanity Live studio. Hope everybody is thriving out there. Uh, this week, we got, you know, one of my best friends, uh, my brother, Uncle Dwayne, as my kids call him, Dwayne Rich, came through. We had a really cool conversation around holding ourselves accountable, um, while at the same time trying to provide and all the things that were kind of hidden from us that we're just now learning that we really hope to, you know, prepare the next generation with. Um, Excited for you all to kind of get a glimpse into, you know, the types of conversations I get to have with this man um, on almost a daily basis. And I hope you enjoy. Peace. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Just, you know, just chilling. What's up with you? Hey, man, you know me. I'm working, 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 working. I'm glad to see you take a breather, though. You be busy as hell all the time. Man, me take a breather. You need to take a breather. <laughs> I am busy all the time, though, but. But you're the one that needs to just chill out. I know, man. That's what they tell me. I'm trying to change the world, though. You feel me? Yeah, but you can't change the world if you burn yourself out before it happens. Bro, people who listen to this podcast are going to hear, like, like T-Ray, bro, like, you've had, like, 10 guests on here telling you to relax. Like, when are you going to listen? You know Never. I mean? <laughs> Never. Michelle be telling me the same thing. Like, everybody that loves you tells you this one thing, and, like, you don't listen, like, so if you if you if that's your demise, that's your fault. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's and that's what's what'll happen is you'll implode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you won't even destroy the stuff around you. You'll destroy yourself, and then you, as the foundation, will crumble. Yeah, and everything else is coming down. So, how do you? Let me back up first. Who are we talking to? Uh my name's Dwayne Rich. Dwayne Rich, Coach <laughs> Rich. Yeah, he, Dwayne Rich, Coach Rich. Who is Rich? Dwayne? Richie Rich. <laughs> who, who is Dwayne Rich? Uh, just a Colorado kid. Uh, Park Hill Eastside kind of meshed baby um, from all around, honestly. I've been all over Metro Denver, I think, in yeah. my early childhood. And then, uh, what, high school? No. Elementary. End of elementary through like eighth, yeah, seventh grade. Was on South Denver, yeah, and then eighth grade through end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore year, I was in Montbello. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year through through the beginning of senior year, I think I was back in South Denver, and then senior year was out in Wheat Ridge. So, so if anybody can talk about the intricacies of a Metro Denver region, it's it's you. Probably. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've seen it all, I think, um, for the most part. Uh, obviously, there's been some places where now that I'm old enough and I drive around and have to go other spots, I'm like, man, I didn't know this existed. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, right? like uh, specifically just like some of those the outskirts. Right. So like, mm-hmm. granted, they're not Denver, but like being in places like a Thornton, like mm-hmm. the backside of Thornton. You're like, whoa, mm-hmm. where did this come from? All I know of is right off of I-25. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Tell yeah, you a little man. bit about it all, I think. I just discovered a reunion, Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> the I back was, of, like, Commerce City. Yeah, yeah, bro. I was like, I, I literally saw a tumbleweed when I was driving mm-hmm. there one day. It was crazy. It, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, didn't, I thought that was only in the movies. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? That's dope. Well, let's, let's back up to that initial conversation something i've always admired about you man um you find a way to draw very clear boundaries and you know what's important and you're going to be present wherever you're at have you always been like that or was that a process uh for me man it's it's been i think it all comes from 
life experience and just a lot of the stuff I've dealt with in my upbringing where I know how important it is to if you're going to tell somebody you're going to do something or be there, I make it a point to be there. And if I can't, I let them know ahead of time versus, you know, five minutes before hey, I'm not going to make it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's really been the thing for me is like, I know how important your word is. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's been since I was little because of, again, just upbringing and stuff I've dealt with in my lifetime. So, yeah, yeah. at a certain point, man, that's all you really got is your word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like if I'm going to talk about something, it's either already happened or I'm in the process of it yeah. or it's all, you know what I'm saying? And, it, and it, otherwise, like, if I can't believe you, you know what I mean? Like, what do you really got out here in these streets? Exactly. You know, and that seems to be something that's like universal. I found like coming up and, you know, in certain situations like that, that means something. And, and now that I'm kind of experiencing this new space, like, foundationally we could use all the pretty words we want but it's like can we can i trust you yeah exactly that's all it is is it's trust and i mean you don't have to be perfect you don't have to be able to do everything something you got to learn yeah uh but if you give someone your worth that you're going to give it your best effort um and and obviously if you run into an obstacle you're going to ask and try to figure it out i think that's all people want yeah they don't want you to be the smartest or the best or you know what i mean the richest they just want you to to be you and be truthful behind what you say. Like, yeah. I think that's it. Especially your family. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Especially family. Well, walk us through this, this journey through Metro Denver. Where did it all start for you, man? Ah, uh, man. Um, at, at least from what I can remember, I grew up on near, was it like 33rd and Jasmine? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, went to Hallett Elementary. Um, and then from there, I think we, shoot, dude, I think we went from that, from the Park Hill area. I think we then ended up in like the East side. Um, and then like probably back to Park Hill. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then like, as a young kid ended up in like Montbello for a short period of time in Aurora. So like I, I went to, um. Ashley Elementary in, I guess it's Aurora, Denver, whatever. Um, I've been to, like, I went to Barney Ford Elementary hmm. in Montbello. Like, I've been all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's really, it, it definitely has been a journey. But um, for the for the majority of the time, it was South Denver. Yeah. You know. Um, this is something that I've been having a conversation with a lot of people about helping them like understand and appreciate that there's like nuance to the different neighborhoods like around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That there, there's certain things that hold true consistently, but there's, there's certain nuances. Um, and I think like by and large, when I'm, when I'm talking in like education spaces, you know, we kind of have this like blanket term for black and brown kids. Right. And we have this blanket term for low income kids or, you know, and whatever, and everybody I've noticed has their own idea of what that means. Um, and I've really been trying to figure out how do we start to elevate the fact that like there are nuances. There's very beautiful and unique things to each of these different spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some of those things that you kind of notice? Um, let's see. I mean, for me, I think what I've noticed is like a lot of what, like you said, with those blanket terms, I think what I've what I've picked up from the different places I've been and lived, everybody has a different kind of struggle. 
Yep. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times they just blanket it and say low income, you know, black, brown, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they just say, yeah, they're all they all don't have money or they all have a one parent home or whatever that may be. And sometimes it's sometimes it is there's there's kids who do have a two parent home, but they're, you know, and they're in the school system and maybe something occurred in their parents life or something right where it put them in a bad spot. Yeah. So it might not be that they don't have the structure at home versus it just being like that some, you know, everything happened to go wrong at the right time yeah. for them. As, and then there are the kids who really don't have the money or whatever because they are in a one-parent home. Either that be a mom, you know, your mom, your father, whatever. Or some of them even end up with, like, their grandparents, you know. And yeah. there's, always, there's always that little, like, difference, that slight difference that I don't think people look at when they just blanket, like you said, the, the low-income yeah. term. They just blanket everyone with it. And it's like, yeah, this kid's low-income, but it's because... A, B, and yeah, yeah. A, B, C, X, Y, Z, while this kid has all these other things in place that help him succeed, but they, his parents just don't make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they, I, I think there's definitely that the differences that nobody really acknowledges. Yeah, so. for sure. So you kind of grew up all around, the, all around the spot and you went to these different schools. Walk me through your like educational journey. Man... From day one, my thing was I, I just wanted to learn as much as possible. Yep. Didn't matter what space I was in. Um it it just always was something I enjoyed. So um whatever school I stepped foot in, it was really the main goal for me and always was. And this was something just kind of instilled by my mom was mm -hmm. education is important. Like yep. you don't have to like it, but you gotta go. Right. Yep. And I happened to be the one who liked it and enjoyed going. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my older brother, I, I would assume my older brothers, both were probably like, yeah, I'll go because it's important. But definitely my middle brother was like, I just need to get done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get done and get it over with? You know, so it it's definitely just for me, it's been take whatever environment it is and just make the best of it. Yeah. Get get as much as I can out of it. Yeah. So. You do a good job of that, man. I, I know I know I've no, for as long as I've known you. It doesn't matter really what room you walk into. You're able to connect and just like vibe and just like let's solve a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, and I think that's that's I think just one just a testament to your character number one. But like what what de what developed that character and like what do you think was the difference between the experience that you had in liking school versus you know school being something that you just got to get through? Uh, man, I I think what it was is like. Again, dealing with so much stuff growing up, going to school was like the one space where everything was the same. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I always could look forward to math. I could always look forward to reading when I was younger, writing. You know what I mean? And that was the one piece that was never going to change for me. I mean, obviously, the level of difficulty and whatnot and the teachers changed. But it was like, okay, I'm dealing with whatever I'm dealing with at home in yep. my personal life, but then I go to school and it's everything's pretty structured. So yeah. that's really why I swayed from just the, I just got to get it done to more of the, okay, what can I get out of it yeah. type approach and why I enjoyed it. I feel that, man. I mean, I think school was the same thing for me. It was like the one place where at least I could control and solve the problems. Yeah. Because there was so much shit just out of my control that like I was definitely the kid that would just like be at school just to be at school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just... Not because it was so dope, but more so because like 
that beat any other place where I could have been at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think people saw that and then, um, you know, would start to invest in you in a different type of way because, you, you know what I mean? They're like, all right, this kid's here. He wants to be exactly. here. Um, so you, you said you went to Hallett. How many schools did you go to? Dude, Hallett, Bernie Ford, Ashley, Goldrick. Uh, and that's all just elementary. Elementary schools. Um, am I missing one? think that i think those are the four okay and then what about for middle school middle school was just kepner like kepner. that was that was when the actual like structure started to really kind of come into place because i was like okay i'm now old enough to where i go to kepner and even if we were to leave i know that i could figure out a way to get here type yeah. of thing so that's when it was like okay kepner for middle school that yep. was it Yep. And then Lincoln High School. Yeah, Lincoln for high school. Lincoln yep. for high school. Man, yep. Dwayne came down those steps thinking he was going to take my position on the football team, bro. I wasn't about to let that happen. Nah. You nah. know what's real. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> I mean, I was also, what, probably 150 pounds while you were like 100, I don't know. Big body. Big, big, body. big kid versus, you know, compared to me. So, you know, I had to. I had to put myself in some space to actually get accustomed to what was going on, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, <laughs> and I always just play with you on that. But, like, you found a spot, yeah. right? And, again, like, the testament to, like, figuring out how to navigate, how to be able to create things. Um, what's your biggest takeaway, though, from, from Lincoln? For me, it's the work you put in is going to – that that's the result you're going to get from it, right? Like, if you put the work in, you – the results will be in your favor no matter what. I yep. mean, because I've seen friends and just other classmates where they kind of just kind of cruised on through, did what they had to do, and then they were like, well, I don't want to go to college. I'm going to mm -hmm. go work. Or there's a few kids I know that just dropped out because they were right. like, this isn't for me. You know what I mean? Me, on the other hand, it was like, how do I get to college? How do I, you know, like, what do I do to get to college? Either that be playing sports or yep. just academics like where do i need to go who do i need to talk to you know yeah um, so that's really it for me yeah man and you're one of the few that like went to college to play sports yeah which was like a super like i would brag about you all the time like <laughs> like you know what i'm saying and and so you went you ended up going to colorado school of mines yeah uh play football and then ended up transferring to Greeley. yeah what was that like uh it was a blessing because yeah. being a Going to the school of mines first, that was the definition of being thrown into the fire for Hell me. Yeah. Um, because I nobody looked like me except maybe four kids that I actually associated with. Yep. Um it was a whole different level of rigor, uh yeah, rigor and just everything when it came to the classwork and the responsibility. And it was also different because I wasn't far from home. But it was like I was away from home, but Hard I felt enough. like I was hours away, but I wasn't, you yeah. know, just yeah. because of the whole environment. Um, but then, you know, going to Greeley, like I said, it was a blessing to go to Mines first because going to Greeley, I kind of knew what like the top of the top was when it came to like expectations. Yeah. Granted, at times it got me in trouble in terms of like procrastinating and whatnot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, this is easy. Yeah. Finding out it isn't easy. Like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like. Going there, going to Greeley second was like, it was the, it was like, okay, now we're going to shift gears, force you to 
things that you actually do know, mm-hmm. there's just now more busyness behind it. Mm-hmm. So now you actually need to do it. Yep. Um, but it it was good. I mean, I was gonna go there initially. Yeah. And then once I realized, once I had the opportunity to go to Mines for football, I was like, okay, I'll go there. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was good though. I remember one time we were on the phone. You were like, I don't understand why the playbook is more complicated than my engineering class. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the stuff you were talking about, man, I was like, it was over my head because I don't know the the whole technical engineering like that kind of stuff was just like a whole nother level but it was dope to be able to see somebody that was doing the shit you know what i'm saying um so you ended up going to greeley what'd you end up studying in greeley finance finance yep because they didn't have engineering because my goal when i made the decision to leave mines it was okay i'm gonna try to find a school i can go to that i can continue engineering but Mm -hmm. maybe it's not as rigorous yeah like the program um but unfortunately, unfortunately, being at Mines, my like GPA and stuff tanked, not tanked, but like it dipped and then it started to come up. But because of that, I couldn't go to like a CU mm. just yet. Right. Like they were like, you need to go to like Metro or something, get your GPA up and then we'll accept you into any of our programs. Yeah. Um, UNC, on the other hand, they were like, well, we don't have an engineering program except like physics, physics. Yeah physics engineering or something. And I don't think I know knew anyone who was in that program. Yeah. Um, but then I, I saw that like I could just go there and then like when I, and I don't know if that was just because they recognize, okay, one, he's transferring from mines. Yeah. He's transferring to try to join another program. So he's going to have to rebuild his GPA anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's why they accepted me, but, um, yeah, once I got there, it was like, Okay, I want to study finance, but they're like establish that GPA, then we'll let you into the program. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, finance it ended up being the approach and the 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 end to it all. Yeah, so. and you're using that now, right? Tell me what you're doing now. Uh, I'm working in accounting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you know, I definitely took accounting stuff in in my finance program because uh, it was required. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm using using a little bit of that, but yep. you know. Yeah. But that's that's like big time, though, man, because like there's not too many people, at least where, you know, where I call home, where we call home often is there's not too many people with that skill set. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know who I'm going to call with like an accounting question or stuff other than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a it's a it's a huge benefit for the folks around us right. to even just like see like, all right, cool. And like. Someone was talking to me the other day of like, you know, if I'm in this kind of like education space, like philanthropy space or whatever, like there's not too many of us there either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. And like, so it's like, how do we start? And I think a part of the purpose for Ednium too was we have all this talent and all this Mm -hmm. brilliance. You know what I'm saying? And like, we keep saying that like we don't. Well, it's just because you're not looking in the right places. You know what I mean? And eventually you just get tired of waiting on people to like recognize you know all the amazing stuff that we got and it's like well we're just gonna build our own stuff then you yeah. know what i mean and um and that's why i'm so excited and also because we interviewed ruben um and he, you know he was telling us about real estate yeah you know what i mean no one had that conversation with us yeah. you know what i'm saying no one had the conversation about taxes and accounting and balance sheets and stuff with us like you know what i mean until the few of us that were lucky enough to go to college and get that type of experience you know yeah. what i'm saying um you're also a coach. Yeah, yeah. I am. How long have you been coaching? Oh, uh, well, let's see. So I 
I coached at Lincoln. Uh, let's see, did I start my senior year of college? I think or this was football. Yeah, coached yeah. football um, from like. Yeah, so it was senior year. So the fall season in 2015, I coached all the way up until it was almost time for the 2017 mm-hmm. uh, season. But then I started a new job, and my schedule wouldn't allow it. And then I take I took like a what two three year hiatus from coaching, mm-hmm. and then started up again this year. Well, this for this season yep. at South. So what are you coaching at South? Football. No, I mean what oh, position? Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why too, like your 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 perspective is so important in the space, is because you've gotten the experience of so many different schools throughout the city. You've gotten the experience as a student. You've gotten the experience of being able to go to college, and you've gotten the experience of being able to connect with these kids on a different level, right? Like a football coach is a different type of relationship, right? You know what I mean? Um, what have you seen? What's different now? Like, what are the kids experiencing that maybe we didn't? Uh or is it the same? Same shit. Well, I mean, uh, n- number one, at least if I'm thinking in this current position, mm-hmm. is the whole COVID thing, right? Like, that's yeah. different. Like, these, a lot of these kids, because a lot of them have had to adjust to being online, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, being that I went to college and had c- a couple of courses online, I'm like, why are you guys making it such a big deal? Mm. But, like, that seems to be one of the big things a lot of these kids are dealing with. But... But I'm also figuring out, and this is something I'm experiencing from just when I compare being at South versus being at Lincoln. Some of these kids at South, a lot of their issues that they're dealing with are mm-hmm. with their parents, surprisingly. like, And it's mm-hmm. not because they don't have money. Mm-hmm. It's not because their parents aren't don't have education. Yep. Some of them, it's just their parents, their parents and, and themselves, right? Like mm-hmm. who they are, mm-hmm. right? And so I see that. A lot more than what I saw when I was at Lincoln, because at Lincoln, either it was kids who, you know, I, you know, especially because a lot of the the population were Latino students, right? So a lot of them, it was more maybe their parents were either gone yep. and they were with like their grandparents or brothers and sisters or whatever, or their parents were just grinding to try to make yeah. it, but it was never. It never was you heard a kid come to practice and their issue had to do with their parents. Yeah. It had to do with they were just getting themselves in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't going to class. <laughs> like I said, but South, on the other hand, it's like it's not their parents are grinding too hard or anything. It's just their parents as people yeah, for yeah. some of them. Or they're dealing with like just like their parents' thought process. Yeah. Not And not even in the most negative space. It might be that their parents are like, you're not doing enough. Like the expectations, yeah. like they're struggling yeah. with those expectations. So yeah, man. that's what I'm seeing. That was that was one of the wake up calls for me. Um, when I went to when I went to DU, you know what I mean. My initial, like you, right? Like one of the few people that look like me, talk like me, whatever. <laughs> you, you feel me? Like yeah. Um, and I was like in the midst of like a big kind of like mental transition, like at that time. Yeah. Um, but I've always kind of had that thing where it's just like. Oh, you 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 said I can't do that. Like, yeah. I right, watch this. You know what I mean. So yeah. like, I kind of came in with that like mentality and that chip on my shoulder, um, and assuming that there was gonna be no connection that I could make with people. Mm-hmm. Until this one time, bro. Like, I was talking to this one girl. Her dad was some CEO of some. You know what I mean. She had you know, all the money in the world, all that stuff. And we ended up just talking in this group project, and uh, <laughs> she was. T- I, w- I was asking her about 
all the stupid stuff that people that are ignorant would talk about. Like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Where do you live? Like, is that like a mansion or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just, you know, being young and not knowing how to connect. But then we started talking about her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was she was explaining to me uh, her frustrations with her father. And her father being a big dude, he wasn't, like, he wasn't around all the time. Yeah. Because he was working, he was traveling, he was doing all this stuff. And as I was hearing her talk just in different words, it was the same type of frustration that she was expressing of like, you know, my close friends that were frustrated about not having their dad in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was a big, that was a big wake up call because I was like, man, like, we should be having these types of conversations with each other. Because if we don't, we're just assuming there's no space to space to connect. And then like me as a father, I realized, and when I hear you say slow down or whatever, it's like, if you're not there, you're just not there. Yeah, it don't matter, it what, don't matter your what you're doing. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you chose to not be in your kid's life or you're too busy. Yeah, like at the end of the day, the two kids, if you line them up and ask them, "Is your dad around?" No, yeah. right? Like no matter what, it's not no because he's making all this money and he can't be around, or no, he just was never around. Yeah. It's like no, yeah. he's not feeling alone. <laughs> is feeling alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, it obviously has other implications, but for sure, like. Yeah. You know, I, so I think about that a lot, which is why I try to bring my kids into the work. You know what I mean? Like Avery would go to class with me when when he was like three years old. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I just wanted him to be exposed to it. Avery's about to do the post production for this podcast because, <laughs> damn it, you're gonna get put to work. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, and I know he'll love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean because it's something we could connect on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember one time my dad was like, "Man, I had you, so I had someone to change the channel and mow the lawn." <laughs> <laughs> but it was something that. You know, it wasn't just mo- changing the channel yeah. on the lawn. It was like, I didn't care so long as I was working with my dad. It didn't matter if we were out late and, you know, I'm tired or whatever. I just knew I was with my pops. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that meant a lot. Um, and so I was trying to find that balance too, man. It's, it's, it's rough. Yeah. No, that I, I mean, I deal with the same thing with Nyla, right? Yeah. Like she, obviously she doesn't want to do the real, like, hands-on stuff because yeah. she's a little girl. Yeah. She's trying to figure out what she really wants to do but like if i'm doing something and she's like like something as simple as like when we moved into our house right Mm -hmm. oh can i help you water the lawn i'm like sure you know and initially it's like why why are you bugging me let me just do it (laughs) yeah but then i realized like that she really enjoyed helping me with it right so like same kind of thing with you and you and avery your dad and you it's like okay i gotta recognize that being able to just do something that helps us connect yeah is all is all she wants and is all that i really want right is like what can we do so we're so we're connected yeah you know as yeah. a yeah. man nyla's about to be able to build a whole house by the time she's done like <laughs> like for those of y'all don't know this man bought a house and like it looked like a whole different crib like within a couple months and he learned how to change the flooring everything bro it looks beautiful <laughs> in there <laughs> um I always make fun of you about your tool belt too. I, I need you know, one, man. Yeah, that's Daddy Rich. That's I, that, that's the real name. I, <clears> I need I need like the utility belt that you see like the XL people when they're on the wires, yep, like on yep. the lines, and they have the belt with like a hammer and like wire crimpers, and I need all that. No, I'm gonna tell you what really makes me mad though is when I'm trying to fix something and I'm like being too proud and I want to fix it. The thing that makes me the most mad is Michelle's like, just call Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't calling Dwayne. Damn it. <laughs> And and the thing is, like, anyone, I mean, you and anyone who knows me, I'm going to say, 
yeah, I'll, I'll help you figure it out, but I, I'm not gonna just say, yeah, let me do it. Let me do it for yeah, you. No, I'll be like, do you want me to show you? And if you're like, nah, just do it, I'll no. do it. But if you're like, yeah, like, look, then I'll show you. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I get it though, right? You, we all gotta learn, and you got you got your own house too. So, man, we'll, we got we were talking about that. trial and error. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> trial and error, man. We were talking about that in the last podcast too, around just like some of the things that you just didn't know that you didn't know. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, and like how useful how useful YouTube is. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and like to just kind of like problem solve. You feel me? And like I wonder how much some of my concern with uh, kind of this education right now is they're not helping us learn how to solve problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're they're helping us figure out what the answer is, and we just don't want to be wrong. And like you know what I mean? Like how valuable failure is, oftentimes. You know what I mean? But. Well, on that piece, right, like when you say that, I think about high school, right? And, you know, I, I took the AP calcs and the AP physics and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember being in calculus and we were talking for a, a piece in math called derivatives, right? We yep. were talking about it. And I remember vividly Miss Kennedy saying, okay, we're going to learn it this way, right? And it was this long way, bro. It took like three classes for us to actually learn the -hmm. full process. And then she like came back like the next week and was like, oh, but here's the easiest way to do it, right? Uh And I was like, yo, like, yeah, (laughs) you can like, hold on. This took four classes. This took 20 minutes in the class, Yeah, right? And so like being able to like, have the, the the problem solving skills and having both of those in your tool belt, right? To be yeah. like, okay, maybe I do need to work through this, which some of these kids don't understand. It's yeah. like, okay, you tell me that this is what it's supposed to be. I'm just going to assume that it, that's why. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to ask you why. Yeah. And then it does come time, either it be in college or in real life, like the actual r- real world where it's like, figure this out. And a lot of these kids, even the ones that were elite in the classroom are like, what? Hold yeah. on, I don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, okay, make it look like this. Oh yeah, I can do that. Right. Yeah, like, and yeah, they don't, yeah. they don't have that intermediate piece of like, okay, how do I think through this? It's just literally, mm-hmm. I know a formula, plug it in, or I know, I know how this piece is supposed to be structured. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it look like that. And that's it. Yeah. There's no re- rhyme or reason behind it. I'm yeah. just going to do what you tell me. Yeah. So I, I think you're completely right. Yeah. It's not there. Yeah, I have that conversation with my son all the time, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like, fam, like, quit looking for, like, I wonder how, it, it makes me think sometimes, like, at, at all levels, like, how often are we getting the right answers to the wrong questions? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how often are we asking the wrong questions or just trying to be right? You feel me? Like, that mm-hmm. that, that don't help nobody, bro. It like, doesn't. Because um, I've been wrong a lot. Oh, I'm always wrong. You know what I'm saying? And that that one <laughs> that one line from Drake is like half the time I got it right, I probably guessed. Like that's that's one of the realest lyrics to me I've ever heard in my entire life. You know, um, I think we put these people on a pedestal and assume that they just have all the answers, and it's just like no, bro. Like the more as you become a leader, the more you become uh, someone of influence. Like a lot of your job is making sure you're right, asking the right questions. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And th- that's why I tell people all the time, like. If they ask me a question, either it be my mom, my wife, my mm-hmm. child, my brothers, my some of my closest friends, whatever. I'm like, well, I kind of know what, what you're asking me and I kind of can give you an answer because I, I pride myself on 
knowing a little about a lot yeah. versus a lot about a little yeah. because like I'm no expert at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't know the answers to everything at all, but like people ask me and like sometimes I do have to say, okay, hold on. What are you asking me? Like, do you want me to do this or this? Right. Yeah. So knowing those Being the clear. right questions. So because yeah, you get the answer to the the wrong question. It's like, what was the point? Now yeah. we, now you got to ask me again anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's this, uh, there's this question that I got asked this week. Um, and shout out to Amanda for bringing this up. There was this question that like really stumped me and it was, uh, what gift do you have that you don't ever fully acknowledge? For me? Yeah. For me, man, I, I'm a calm dude. Yeah. I, I can hold calm through anything. Yeah, Again, <laughs> goes back to goes back to personal experiences in life, but like I see it all the time where there's a lot of panic in people's face or in, in people, mm-hmm. either that be with my wife or my my child or my mom or whatever, and I'm just like, relax, Let's like figure this out. <laughs> is it, like is everything burning down? Like is it really that serious? And sometimes I think, sometimes I think people probably feel that I just don't care mm. <laughs> when I when I come off that way where I'm like relax like yeah. we can fix it you know so I think that's probably the gift that I don't really acknowledge because it's just something that so natural natural naturally occurs because there are people who you know they're constantly worrying and I'm just like ah well we're gonna have to pick it up whatever yeah like, <laughs> yeah you know yeah. it would the be calm good in the storm yeah the calm in the storm I definitely feel that I definitely feel that um you know, something that we're trying to figure out here, we're trying to do a couple things here, right? We're trying to one, obviously like elevate and like create a platform that we can demonstrate that brilliance, like I said, but we're also really trying to figure out like, how do we broaden the definition of success mm-hmm. for folks, right? And one of the things I've learned doing these podcasts is it's so much more than academic achievement. It's so much more than professional achievement. It's it's this, uh it's this feeling of people being able to say like, I know who I am type of a thing, right? Um, And I have a clear vision on what it is I want to accomplish or how I want to lead the world when it's all said and done. Um, And so one of the questions I ask often is, you know, like, what is that vision? What's your vision for you? Um, And then on top of that, like, what do you wish you would have gotten in your educational journey that could have helped you accomplish that vision? Uh, for me, the vision has always been from day one is uh, like structure mm-hmm. and like also in like that you hear it thrown around and little by little it becomes a little watered down. But like the general generational wealth type thing like that's yeah. that's what I want. And I want to be able to, you know, my vision is being able to because. You know, my mom and my stepdad, like they're they're in okay spots right now, like yeah. from when I was younger. Yeah. You know. Uh but like being able to tell them like don't worry about this. Like I I, mm-hmm. I can cover it for you. Or mm-hmm. what do you need? Let me help you, right? Like mm-hmm. or my you know, my wife and I we're talking and it's with her dad or her grandma, whatever it is, right? And yeah. just being able like if somebody needs something, being able to without hesitation, yeah, I got you. Like, and if you, if you, of course I got you, if you really need it, like, don't, don't just come to me because you just want to come to me. I need $20. Yeah. But like, if you really need it, like being able to say, oh, I got it. Like, don't worry about it. You know, like that's, 
that's really the vision for me. Um, and I think in, you know, when it comes to that educational space, it's like, I wish someone, somebody would have told me how to, <laughs> in a sense, manipulate the system huh. to put myself in a better spot. Cause a lot of these people who are in high spots, either that be because of their, their finances or whatever, like yep. they figured out how to play the game. Right. Yeah, and they yeah. figured out they, they have the, they, you know, you think about back in the day when you'd play like a video game, right? Yeah. Before you could, you couldn't really go online. Like yep. before you could really go online and say, yo, give me a cheat code or whatever. They had like strategy books. Yeah. 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 Use this strategy book and it'll like, they figured out how to get this book mm-hmm. when we, when we didn't even know it existed. Right. Yeah. And I hear you talk about on it. The so same like, level yeah, consistently. it's yeah. like, so we're sitting here and of course, not by any means am I saying these people in high spaces just cheat it their way or whatever yeah. they skipped all the hard work but like they put in the hard work and then they're like 10 years in oh wait i could i can just do this and boom mm-hmm. they've elevated right while yeah. i'm what in a few years it'll be 10 years that i've been in the the real world working right where yeah. i'm i'm still grinding but like to to find that strategy book a little early yeah is like i, I wish i would have known that in college yeah like i or in in high school like i wish somebody would have told me like yeah, this is the way you, this is the traditional route. Yeah. But if you're willing to do A, B, and C, you can, you can kind of It's like skip. that math problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've been, you've been sitting here taking four days to figure this one thing out yeah. and just to find out later on. And that's the type of stuff that like, it, it legit brings anger to my heart, bro. Yeah. Like I was talking to uh, uh, Jose about uh, the whole GameStop Dogecoin kind of like phenomenon. And it wasn't so much of like, man, I wish I would have got GameStop. It was more like uh, what I heard from that and it hit in the news was people hit me up as like, fam, like I didn't even realize this thing was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a a whole other world of being able to generate wealth that like nobody taught us. Now, whether or not, you know, that situation was good, it opened up at least the conversation around like 401k, like investing making money without having to go make money. You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't we learn about this sooner? And I feel like that strategy book has been hidden from us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and for me, dude, like I'm all for, I'm all for sharing of knowledge and whatnot. But I think, especially when you think about the whole GameStop situation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the other issue that I see, which I wish are again I wish the education educational system would have done better at least for us is I wish it would have been okay here's the knowledge yep but again ask why like mm-hmm. forcing you to ask mm-hmm. why versus this is the answer deal with it yeah yeah like yeah. cuz of course I, I we there are a group of us and whatever and our closest friends where we ask each other why when we're having these discussions but yep. a large majority don't cuz yeah. again when you think about at least these newer, like we said, with these newer kids that are in high school, where it's just like, this is what you said. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm taking it. You see these people with like this GameStop stuff yeah, and this Dogecoin stuff and this Bitcoin stuff and whatever. Yeah. Hey, yeah, do it. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then boom, like but it doesn't we, go right. And it's and, like, and hold we on, don't what know happened? the why behind it. Yeah. And it gets screwed over. And, yeah. and that's the worry for me is like, I think about 
I, I've, I've had this conversation with people for the last two weeks when, when talking about like the GameStop situation, right? And I think this comes back to the, the accounting stuff, right? I hear all these people from people, you know, individuals in high places with lots of money. Yep. And then people who are like us and even who were like where we were years ago, right? Yep. Where they don't have much, but they have something. Yeah. And they heard, you know, this consistent, oh, GameStop, Dogecoin, GameStop, Dogecoin. They go and put all their money into it. Mm-hmm. But guess what? What they don't realize is, yeah, you put $1,000 into GameStop, it skyrocketed 1,600% or whatever. Now you've got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But guess what? You have to take the money, and when you take the money, guess who's coming for it? The I, government. Yeah. And they don't realize that, like, they don't realize that what that does is it's like it's like an inflated income, right? Because yeah. you're you come you you have nothing, then you mm-hmm. make something, and the government's like, hey, yeah, it looks I like you made looks like you made a hundred thousand yeah. dollars last year. You were only making twenty six thousand, and look, yeah, <laughs> go ahead and give me half. 40%, whatever yeah, your tax bro. bracket is, go ahead and give that here, yeah. right? And nobody knows that. And yep. like, again, people don't ask why. So when it comes to these like stocks like the GameStop where it's like a pump and dump type situation, yeah. they don't ask why yeah. and they're going to get screwed. Yep. And then what happens? Dang, dude, you told me to do it. Yep. And then it's like, well, it's because I heard somebody else tell me to do it. It worked for me. Yeah, yeah, it worked for me, you, but it didn't work for you me. Gotta ask like, the right questions. Yeah, and so that's the right question. That's the part that it kind of worries me. The a piece of game that I got from somebody that's like in those positions. He was kind of like, "Look, man, like this is really a game of information." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "If you're making a move because you read it on like Yahoo News, like you're too late, dog." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like by the time it hits you. It's too late. Like mm-hmm. you, like this. This is about a game of like understanding what's going on behind the scenes and being able to kind of like anticipate. Again, mm-hmm. being able to ask the right questions, being in the spaces to get the information that you need. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like that makes me think too about like the whole like all the like pyramid scheme shit that like happens, bro. Like and they just exploit <laughs> the people with nothing. I saw me today. It was like a. I'm glad I was awkward in high school because now I don't have any friends that are consistently trying to get me into pyramid schemes. Like, you know what I mean? If you're from the, like the, our neighborhood, it's like if, everybody's trying to get rich quick. And, and, so, and that's that's the part that scares me, right? Is because like, again, this this book has been hidden from us. Yeah. Then you have the the person, the people, whatever, that get they get a page out of this 500-page book and they think they yeah. know all of it. Yeah. Right? And then they come to the people that they know are either... I mean, and not every, not everybody by any means, like I'm not, I'm not generalizing it, but like you do have the people out there in this world that go, oh, I got a page of this book. Let me go, let me go tell my people about it without revealing to them that there's still lots and lots that I don't know. Yeah. Because then they come, they want to share it so quickly, so freely without actually looking into it themselves that then they put their people in a bad spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like. When you when you don't look at things in in hindsight, mm-hmm. everything looks good. Like mm-hmm. oh yeah, make some money, bet. Yeah. But then you're like, but how am I making money? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm sucking in twenty people I know, like yeah. these pyramid schemes, sucking in twenty people I know, and I'm making money because they're under me. Yep. Oh, you don't have anybody under you. Sorry, bro. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the part that scares me. Yeah. Oh, no, it definitely does. That that analogy of like we got one page of a five hundred page book. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I definitely felt like I was like thrown into the world with that. You know what I mean? And 
you know, maybe I had a few pages because I was fortunate, but like some of those pages, man, caused some trauma. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like even now, bro, like, you know, I, I, I experience certain things and then I get into a different space and I'm like, damn, uh-huh. like, you know, and like what most people just like won't say is that like, fam, this is consistency, it's grinding, it's a, it's a slow roll and like anything that seems like it's too easy or it's like too good to be true, it probably is. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Um, that might be, you know, some people might hear that and be like, man, Trey's mad jaded. But like, nah, bro, like for me, at least in my life, anything that came quick left quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the part that I, that, that scares me. It's like, I can't give you the cheat code. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have the GTA San Andreas. <laughs> R1, L1, L1X. Yeah. Left down, right left up. Left down, right up. Left down, right up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody's looking for the left down, right up, bro. Yeah. And I'm. I'm looking for like just like a, a consistent growth because like what foundation are we building? You yeah, know what I mean exactly. Um, and then the question is is like, all right, what what should be in that foundation? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what do we need to be filling our people's? You know that that hole, right? Because there's a hole for a lot of us. Like mm-hmm. to start off, like what are we filling that hole with? Is it like with self doubt? Is it telling you that you're not worth anything unless you you know, use this game plan or use this map or, you know, like uh, you have to talk a certain way. Like, like, how do we, what should we be filling that hole with is my thing. That, that was, that's still like half empty for me. You know what I mean? Like the, at every level. I, I think that's a good question. Cause I mean, I personally think part of the issue is we go back let's if we circle back to that what is success type definition Mm -hmm. right because what i like especially me like what i'm finding out right like talking to you talking to alvaro Mm -hmm. you know talking to my wife talking to my brothers whatever like i'm talking and they're like asking me stuff whatever it may be like we've we've had conversations where you're like well what do i do you know what i mean and i'm like Gee, I didn't expect you to ask me, you know, but like, I think it's the figuring out that definition of success and then realizing that we can pull from the people we're talking to. Like, yeah, you don't have to be ta- you're whoever you're talking to doesn't have to be the CEO of a company, yep. CFO of a company, the chief accounting officer of a company yep. to give you good information mm-hmm. because they like I, I think that's where the, the doubt I don't even think it's self-doubt. I think it's doubt of our our network. Right. Like we're doubting the source and it's like mm. I'm out of all people, your closest people are going to be the ones where if they don't know, they, they're they going to tell you they don't know. Yeah. That's the hope, at least. Right. Yeah. So like and they're going to tell you when you're tripping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if you think, oh, I'm going to do this and you're like, no, nah, like that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. Straight up. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't have any reasoning behind it, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go ask somebody why. Right. You always do that. Like, like that's one of the most valuable things to my relationship. Cause I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you know what I mean? When I catch onto an idea, I'm going to go a hundred <laughs> miles an hour. But like, it's important to have people in your corner that are going to say like, well, why are you really doing this? Mm-hmm. You know? And I noticed that like, for me, a lot of the conversation isn't even necessarily around why from like a technical aspect, mm-hmm. it's like, are you doing this because it's really what you want to do or just what you think that other people want you to do? Yeah. Or what you should be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you don't have that like grounding, like you're gonna find yourself like running in circles all the time because you don't have a real end goal. Because yeah. you haven't defined that why yet. You know what I'm saying? Well, well when you say that, you know, 
when I go back to college, right? Mm -hmm. My main thing at that point in time was I got to get a good job to be able to help my mom, my stepdad, my whoever needs it. Right. Yeah. So like my, when people in high school, like my teachers are like, Oh, you should be an engineer. Like you're good at math. You're good at science. Oh. And by the way, they make good money. I was like, bet. Like that's what I need. So like, there was a point in time like that my freshman year of college when I was at Mines where I was like straddling the line of like, if I leave, am I a failure? Right. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know what the end goal is or I leave because it's good for me mentally mm-hmm. and I can still make mm. money in a good space. Right. So like that was like the hardest thing for me to come to grips with because I'm like, OK, if I leave, does do my does my family and my friends think that I'm worthless because I yeah. went to, you know, I switched schools when that's not the case. Right. Because yeah. their whole thing is you're going to get a higher education. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? Just happy you got so, out of this shit. Like, exactly. So, yeah. like, I almost ran myself into the ground leading up to leaving mm-hmm. because I'm like, OK, if I if I leave, who knows what people are going to think of me. Mm-hmm. But if I don't leave and then I turn into this whatever of a yeah. person, they're going to be like that's not you or something's not like you're not mentally stable, you know? So percent, man. And I think that's the thing I've been trying to explain to people. I was explaining this to Michelle. Actually, she put me on game about something that like helped me reframe kind of like my whole existence lately where she was like, when I was 16, right? My first tattoo, it was like success will be the best revenge. Right. I heard it in some song. It was thought it was some like cold shit to get your first tattoo on. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, we were talking about it and she was just like, revenge to who? And it was, so like when I when I sat down, I thought about it, because my immediate response is like, oh, the society that's trying to keep me down or whatever. You, the you man. The man, yeah, the man, man. And I realized it was, uh, there was a point in time where like the success, the achievement, the grind or whatever was to be able to prove something external. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, the only time I got validation is when I got an A on that test. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the only time, like, cause every other space was telling me that I wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it wasn't really like a, a success will be like, again, defining success, number one, mm-hmm. but then also like why that success, you know? And yeah. like, what I, I don't think people understand, at least about me right now, fam, is that like being able to do this with you, like being able to create like, like, any of them with like a team that's like just like down mm-hmm. and like me having a very 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 clear vision it's not work to me right you know what i'm saying like like i understand i'm always grinding i understand i still got a, a lot of things i have to work on but like this shit isn't just a job yeah and the moment it becomes a job i gotta go find something else to do you know what i'm saying but like that's something i've just recently gained you know what i'm saying yeah. and like i wish i was doing I wish I had the answers. I wish I was working towards the answers for the right questions because I could have saved myself a whole lot of time and a whole lot of hardship, man. Well, we had this, you and I had this discussion, I think last time I was here, right? Yeah. When we were talking about the amount of the amount you work and whatnot, right? Where when you're doing something for your own purpose, like for a purpose greater than I want to elevate somebody else's company and yeah. it's something you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. You can then when Michelle asks you about it or Avery or Emmy or whoever's like, why are you working so much? You're like, I'm not working. I'm trying to build mm-hmm. this behind this, you know, this, uh, this idea that I truly have. Right. Yeah. And like, we, we had that discussion where when it's not truly work, people mm-hmm. tend to 
uh, empathize or sympathize my mm-hmm. bad, with you a little bit more, right? Because you're trying to build your own thing versus T-Rage just working because mm-hmm. of all these other partners are bugging him and he has to work and yeah. T-Rage has to go to this event and yeah. work from yeah. the crack of dawn till 10 o'clock at night, yeah. right? Like versus... Hey, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm bringing together my the group of alumni and we're trying to go to the school board and we're yeah. trying, you know what I mean? There's yeah. a difference there yeah. where then, because even with Ednium, like you brought, you pulled your wife into it, yeah. right? So that makes, like you you couldn't pull her into your other jobs. Nope, never. <laughs> you know never. what I mean? Like you couldn't yeah. because it was like. And it's and it's like the, like the whole thing is it's like, I want to be able to not even prove to the external world, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the, it's about like, we could come in, we could come up with our own strategies, we can we can thrive, we can eat, and we could talk the way that we want to talk, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can dress the way we want to dress. All those things that you tried to convince me was was negative about, like, my identity. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro, I, like, we're going to show collectively, because it's not just me, it's you, it's everybody that's been on this podcast, everybody that's been involved in Adnium, everybody that's in this room right now, is like, that's a part of our brilliance. Mm-hmm. That y'all try to steal from us. Yep. So now, like, the success is not only can I fit into your world. It's like, I'm going to figure out a way. I'm just going to write my own strategy book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And we're going to do it by being our whole selves. Yeah. Always. You know what I mean? And the only threat is us forgetting what our own purpose is. Um, and, like, that's something... That's something that's real. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That like purpose is real. That makes the twelve o'clock email that you got to send a lot easier. You know what I mean? Because it's not for anybody else external. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's for us. You know what I'm saying? Fubu, damn yeah. it. <laughs> well, I mean that the the purpose piece I think is the most important, right? Because the purpose uh, coupled with the building our own strategy book, I think that's I think that's what it is, and we we're slowly figuring it out, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think the biggest thing that we can do, either anybody involved in Ednium or whatever, anybody yeah. in, in our networks, anybody in this room, whatever it may be, like sometimes it's not, let me get this book from somebody else and then just give it to you. Mm-hmm. Because what what happens when you do that and they don't understand what's in there, Yeah, right? Yeah. Then you just gave them a worthless piece of information. Mm-hmm. While now I think what it is, is we're putting ourselves in a position where our purpose soon becomes, let me take that book, mm-hmm. let me skim through it, figure out what's important, then mm-hmm. put it in another book and say, here you go, and give more of like a, a spark note approach to it, right? Yeah. Instead and then of let's, like, let's collectively figure out what it's really saying yeah. and how we want to use it. Exactly. 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 The book, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna all be... it's about is getting everybody the right book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Get it. We got to get our yeah. people the right book. You know what I mean? And like, there's a bunch of different mediums I've learned, right? Like, the book isn't just a physical book, yeah. as it's historically been. Like, we've been having this conversation around like, how does our people's art contribute to that book? Our music, mm-hmm. our poetry, our you know paintings. You know what I'm saying? How does the podcast contribute to that book? Right? Yeah. Like we like. And that these are all pieces and pages of like who we are um, and all the things that allowed us to survive. Yep. You know what I mean? We shouldn't throw that all away um, as we enter in these new spaces. Those are actually our superpowers. You know what I'm saying? Like our story, your story, bro. Like that that's that's a superpower mm-hmm. that like the world, we could change the world. Um, and I'm just I'm just super excited, bro. Like I'm excited for 
what we're going to be able to create for our families, for our communities, and all that stuff. Man. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a blessing for sure to just even be in a position to help serve that purpose. You yeah, know? that's kind of how, like, that's really where mind, my mind is, right? Like, yeah. how do I provide? Mm-hmm. Like, us outside of being just a, just being a father, how do I provide for others around me? Yeah. Not, not financially, mm-hmm. always, not physically, but, like, sometimes it is just being able to provide the the space to talk right? yeah you know what i mean like yeah. that's that's so important to me it's like how, the pro- providing yeah so yeah i love it man i love it uh we're about we're about at time but um any last words of wisdom or game that you want people to walk away with from talking to Dwayne? really it's uh just because you know like for me if, with making the decision to step into a new space mm-hmm. with school and I guess school again because of switching. I'm soon going to be out of the accounting world, hmm. right? But um, do it. Like, make sure you have that conversation with yourself on what the success really is, right? Because we so many times get caught up in the idea that if I change my path, I'm not successful because I'm not doing what I said I was going to do. Hmm. When in reality, it's like, if you're, as long as you're still progressing mm-hmm. as a person and it's going to make you, you know, put you in a better spot, do it, do it. Don't be, don't be afraid to do it, man. Yeah. You know? And like I said, that that's why I'm at some point stepping out of that, the accounting world to get mm-hmm. into that data space because I know how important, because again, that's another thing that a lot of nobody, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but nobody I personally know has ever, we've never had a discussion about the importance of data. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we've had discussions about money yep. and discussions now about, we're starting to have discussions about real estate. We've had educational discussions. We've had discussions just in all spaces except for that space for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If we start, we start our own things. At some point, you have to pull somebody in to help you with understanding your data. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? And that's, a, that's, I mean, a lot of the national conversation right now is a debate around data and yeah. how it's used yeah. and like what, what data <laughs> we're given. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, that seems to be an essential skill, especially in this, you know, day and age that, like, we should have a solid understanding of our data. But we don't. Means. <laughs> but we do not. And I feel sometimes like that's by design. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, like, that seems to be the next wave, and I'm I'm excited that you're going to be able to like lead in that in that capacity, man. It's um, a plan. And I think what I also heard from you is that like your your value as a human being is so much greater than your job. Mm-hmm. It's so much greater than your paycheck or your title. It's so much greater than whatever. Like so long as you know what that purpose is, um, be stubborn on the why. Mm-hmm be flexible on the how and the what yeah don't ever don't ever uh what what will i say don't ever waver from that why mm-hmm. right if that's it's going to make you more money it's going to make more people like you mm-hmm. if you really have a purpose if you're trying to build something like ednium and you're building it and i've told you this if your purpose is a but somebody wants you to be, go to B because of their wants and their ability to provide you that financial backing or whatever. It's yep. like, don't do it because then 
you're like, yeah, I can tell you how I got here, but I can't tell you why I did it now mm-hmm. because I changed. I completely stepped outside of myself and yeah. you know, my purpose. So, And that's really the at the beginning of the conversation around keeping your word. Yep. I love you, man. I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you too. Thanks for having me. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. That was Dwayne Rich. Um, really excited that y'all were able to kind of plug in and tap into a conversation that, you know, me and my brother have often. Um, you know, he, he brought up the idea of, you know, that strategy book that seemed to be hidden from us that, that hit me in a real way. I mean, I think like with all things we're doing at Adnium is we're trying to write the pages of that book uh, while sitting at our own table and demonstrating that we could thrive um, while being, you know, who we are and authentically ourselves at all, at all points. So. Um, thank you, Dwayne, for coming through. Um, I hope you all enjoyed. One quick plug is that the application for our third cohort of our leadership launch pad dropped on February 15th. And if you want some more details, visit our website at neum.org. Um, and we really hope that anybody who had a connection as a student um, with the Denver Public School System and is in between the ages of 18 and 30, um, it's a chance to come and rock with us and just kind of see the vibe we're trying to set um, and, and help to contribute to the collaborative efforts we're, we're making to make the next generation aware of all the things that we were never made aware of. This week's Timber Artist Spotlight is Dwayne's brother, Tarian. Um, the song's called Deja Vu from his 2020 album, Houdini. Hope y'all enjoy. Peace. Yeah, feeling like I'm back for the first time But I'ma shut it down like it's the last time Hey, so here we are, I've been here before And this shit is all too familiar, deja vu Lost in the whirlwind, another one, here we go again Boy, I'm dope as a trap house, guess Macaulay's home alone again Six o'clock curfew, it's early but I be going in, yeah I've been on it, red signs, bring your drive to a halt, yeah Houdini baby, when it's perfect, then I launch it, where's the catapult? Female babies try to come around, heard I'm about the dope, whoa Nobody niggas wanna be somebody, you a John Doe, whoa Fingers twisted, niggas tripping, streets make your son a victim, uh. Protect your temple, trying to get it, if it's slippers, dodges venom, uh. Do you, be you, all the time, honest mention, yeah Fuck it if it's fabricated, stay away from things that's fiction, yeah My oh my, been there, done that shit, done that shit Constipated, y'all don't run shit Feeling like I'm back for the first time But I'ma shut it down like it's the last time Hey, so here we are, I've been here before And this shit is all too familiar Deja vu, deja vu, deja vu This is all too familiar Deja vu, deja vu, deja vu This is all too familiar Deja vu my yo, my been there, done that shit, done that shit. Constipated, y'all don't run shit, y'all don't run shit. New addition, y'all should cool uh-huh. it. Now, cause we got it, don't care about. OMG, such a necrophiliac, here's my evidence. Right here. 
All day I sit in rooms and think about fucking with that president. Talk mind so sleek, you can't do shit but respect the whip. On wax, the tip of candlesticks. Hot shit, let them know I got it lit. And I'm back like I never left Ladies back it up like the cloud on computers Yes, check it like you working for a check Make them all invest Blow they minds more than once Got these niggas too impressed Tell them that I'm here to shut it down like it's the last time Got a nigga thinking I've been here some other pastime Same place, same song but still keep it original So if they need a hit the remind just hit rewind like I'm back for the first time yeah, but I'm I'ma shut it down like it's the last time Hey, so here we are, I've been here before And this shit is all too familiar Deja vu, deja vu, deja vu This is all too familiar Deja vu, deja vu, deja vu, deja vu This is all too familiar